Good evening and welcome to Shed Sessions and I am delighted to be joined by Jack Cade. Jack, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm all good. N now I've fought my way through the M25 traffic uh, on a hot, sunny summer's afternoon. Uh, I'm all good. I'm glad to hear it. And I didn't realise you were travelling in all the way from Brighton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I travel all over the place anyway, so um, it's. I'm used to it. I'm used to driving long distances. Um, and particularly through the horrendous traffic on the M25 <laughs> at times, you just sort of get used to it. I actually, uh, I find I sort of uh, chill out and just actually it helps me wind down a little bit <laughs> at the end of the day when I was driving up here. It was quite nice. It's well, quite that's nice. good. Do you listen to music in the yeah, car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had uh, six music on on the way up here, so uh, listening to Steve Lamack, who uh, won't be doing the evening sessions for very much longer apparently. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I always have some music playing, whether that's six music or usually Spotify playlists and stuff like that as well in the car when I'm traveling all the time. Well, I'm glad you made the most of it. And yeah. the weather is absolutely gorgeous today. It, it is. We've, we've got summer again. It's come back around again. I was, I was sort of thinking a few weeks ago, I was thinking, oh, it's going to be really like horrible weather. And I've seen all the other sessions you've done where people are sort of going, how oh, lovely the weather is in the garden and everything. And I was thinking, oh, I'm going to be there. It's going to be pouring with rain and cold. And uh, no, the sun has come back around, which is great. And uh, yeah, it's, it's lovely. I get to experience the shed with the doors open and the uh, setting sun going down over the way there. Oh, very nice. And I think you've actually scored the best evening out of all the sessions so far because it's not too hot. Yeah. It's just pleasant. And as you said, you're looking down there at the sun setting in the west. Yeah. We always get that nice sunset over there and you see the silhouettes of the semi-detached houses, the 1930s style houses. I really love this street. I love this place. And I'll mention the raspberries again. The second crop <laughs> is always the best. Oh, you want to the second crop? Yeah, yeah, it's not like that. Is it Tom Petty's song, First Cut is a D? No, that's, uh, what's his name? Oh, Cat Stevens, First Cut is the Deepest. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that's got to do with it, but I thought the second crop is the best of the raspberries. I'm trying to think, is that a Cat Stevens song originally, though? I don't want to derail the podcast, but is that a Cat Stevens song? Probably not. You'd be surprised how many songs you think are original and <laughs> they're not. That's true. No, I know. It, it, but anyway, sorry. I'll derail anything. Well, the raspberries are great. I've had a few just as you were setting up. I, mm. I keep picking them. There's not as many on the second crop. But this morning when I was cycling to work, there was a lovely low mist over the spires of Oxford. And I was riding along the high street, which runs from west to east. And you can see the rising sun coming yeah. up in the east over Cowley and the mist was kind of shrouding some of the buildings and I was thinking to myself this hasn't changed for for hundreds of years it's been like this and I was looking over at Magdalen College looking at the edge on the edges of the spires there's this intricate stonework and I looked at it in the mist and I thought those spires with that intricate stonework is probably made for the mist because it made a lovely again i'm talking about a silhouette lovely silhouette against the yeah, yeah. the mist and then i thought about mist and what it is and it's little water droplets isn't it when yeah. it touches the cold air because the mornings now are very cold as we're approaching the autumn yeah, autumn and that so yeah you get those lovely lovely crisp mornings hopefully then the sun's coming up and that burns off the mist and you get a lovely day like today was, was beautiful I, I i usually get out quite early in the morning uh, living in Brighton, I, I grab a coffee and I go and sit on the seafront and just uh, spend a bit of time just chilling for a while, um, looking at the sea and what's going on around. And uh, every day is different. It's a different sea, a different sky. Um, and it, it's just amazing. I, I did a thing when uh, the lockdown was on and I spent every day, I just went down there with a coffee anyway because it's the only thing I could really do was just go to the end of the road, sit on the bench and I took a took a photograph every day pretty much for a year from the same position and then just made a video of it um going through and every every scene when you look at the individual pictures is is completely different completely different sky every day completely different sea tones the way it moves how far out it is and the light so it's beautiful uh beautiful to see and you get the same obviously inland with the the mist and the sky and everything over the uh, over the skyline beautiful 
That's such a lovely thing to do. What a great idea. And also to notice that nature presents something new every single minute, every second even. I've noticed that about the seaside too, especially the seaside where you are. The yeah. the beach will look different every single every day. Every single day, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I grew up by the sea and then uh, when I went to art college, I moved inland and I've sort of lived as such inland ever since until I moved to Brighton eight years ago, which was a, a sort of a long-held dream to move there really uh, just because of the place it is but also because it is back by the sea and I had this sort of desire to get back living by the sea because there's something about living next to water that um, is really uh, settling and levelling and it sort of you know grounds you really nicely I think a large body of water just there so um, yeah I'm loving envious. it down there I'm envious <laughs> I grew up in Johannesburg which is quite far from the sea yeah. and then I moved to Oxford which is also quite far from the sea but I love the sea so much so I don't understand why I'm always furthest away but maybe your heart longs more for something that's a bit out of reach who knows yeah. you do have the river running through Oxford though as well so that is, that, is that near how near is that how that's near? close yeah close, the yeah. Thames so we've got a few of the tributaries coming down near here so yeah. there's a few odd bridges as you go into town but that is quite nice. Yeah. You can see the wildlife around the river. There's a nice heron that turns up every now and then, yeah. which is good to look at. But uh, living on water or living near water. Yeah, it's, it's, it really is good for the soul, I think. And so yeah. is music. Yeah. And, and <laughs> to combine those, I know Nick Cave lives by the seaside in Brighton. Uh, well, he used to. He's, he's moved to uh, L.A. now. What? He, yeah, um, probably about a year or two years ago. He's actually sold his house in Brighton now. It's, that got sold earlier this year, I think, I believe. I saw something in the local papers. So, yeah, yeah, he, he made the move to to LA, I believe. So, uh, yeah, he's no longer in no longer in Brighton. But he's spent a fair, fair amount of time there, I think. So, Well, he's going to miss Brighton. Well, you'd hope so. It's uh... Well, all his stories, the death of Bunny Monroe, I think it is, and... His latest book is all love, hope, carnage. It's all talks about Brighton the whole time. I'm sure there's new material he can come up with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, pretty prolific, really, when it comes to, to writing. Um, pretty inspirational as well, so, yeah. Well, it must have been nice to know he was there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. I think the thing about Brighton for me is that it is packed full of people who uh, come from the sort of creative side, I think a lot of people there. There's a lot of artists there. There's a lot of musicians there. A lot of writers there. Media people, um, actors. Um, you know, anything you can sort of think of to do with probably the creative, creative arts. Uh, uh, there's a lot based in Brighton. It's, it's great because it creates a, a nice community feel, and people do help each other out down there in a in a way that I don't often find as much elsewhere. Um, but also, obviously, it's quite competitive as well so uh, there's a sort of that bit of an edge to it as well there's a you know there's a lot of competition for gigs and stuff down there as well so but it's it's uh, a lovely place to live and it's quite inspiring so what's in your shed what's in your shed pictures and treasures and the books that we read what's in your shed what's in your shed And now, Jack, you're going to do some of your solo um, music yeah. or work with us tonight. And your band is called the Everyday Sinners. Yeah, that's correct, yeah. And you've got quite a few releases on that and then quite a few solo releases as well. Yes, well, the band started out originally when I was based in Reading. So uh, that started out when I did the first album, uh, The Fiery Road, back in 2011. Um, and I built a band around that. I didn't have a a full band at that time but it, during the recording process people came in and then I built a band around the album really at the time and we released two more albums with the band during my time in Reading and gigged around a bit did festivals and, and the like and had a great time but then I moved to Brighton which rather sort of curtailed the band a little bit uh, largely because we're all sort of spread out all over the place and it's quite hard to get together and actually uh, rehearse let alone do any gigs and the like so I was still writing lots of material, so and a fair amount of material at the time that I thought well wasn't really necessarily appropriate for the band as such, because the band was quite lively and quite, you know, driven uh, with guitars and keyboards and uh, 
uh, and the like. Uh, so I sort of started working when I first moved to Brighton on the first solo album, which was A Murder of Crows. Um, and at the time I was really getting into setting up my own studio and the whole process of producing and recording your own material, which is like a whole rabbit warren to go down uh, and discover. Um, and it's taken quite a long long time to sort of make along that, that journey on that road um, and learn those techniques. Um, but yeah, so that being down in Brighton really sort of triggered doing the solo albums and it's sort of gone on from there really. I've done one band album since I've been down there, but that was back in 2017, which is the album Shakedown. Uh, but then since then I've done a couple more solo albums and I've got a new one coming out in November. So um, yeah, so that seems to be more more the way I'm going at the moment. Although the, the guys from the band, they contribute as well. So I fire off tracks to them and they they've got their own recording setups now it's a great thing about digital recording now i think that's the thing that does enhance uh what you can do as, a, as an artist um it's the fact that everyone can sort of do their parts you don't have to necessarily hire out a studio and be restricted to an eight hour day to go in and record something um you can do it over time you can do it and redo it and uh, you can get it so you're happy with it and not just making up or making do with um what you've recorded and think well you know we haven't got the time or the money to go back in the studio and redo something so uh, I like that whole process um, and the collaborative process as part of it and uh, uh, yeah well you've done a fine job I'm enjoying listening <laughs> to your music so much and I can't wait to hear some of it live in the shed for us tonight and yeah. would you be able to start us off with yes something? yeah so um, this is one I usually kick off set the set with now when I'm playing live um, and it's off the last album, Death Rose of a Jaded Empire. Um, and the whole album, well, not the whole album, but quite a lot of the album was uh, really a sort of social commentary on what was going on at the time all through. I wrote it during lockdown and um, it was a sort of a bit of an awakening period, I, I guess. I spent a lot of time sort of thinking about things from the past and... Uh, analyzing where things are going in society I suppose and um, wrote an album based on those sort of observations around uh, what's what's happening and looking at myself and all the sort of conditioning I guess that you sort of realize as you're as you're going along you sort of look back and you go oh, right okay some of the things you just accept as they are aren't always what they are as such so um, I wrote a bunch of songs, and this is uh, the first was the first one on the album. Uh, basically, it's just called uh, "It Ain't Easy."
is too easy to put yourself first of all before your fellow beings. So now it ain't so easy. It ain't so easy when you stand up at those righteous gates and ask Saint Peter to be saved. Now give us a Jack, that's amazing. What a what a pleasure to have you in Thank our you. garden here and hear your voice go up into these late summer sky. And I'm just so so happy you came. And what a treat and for missed, everyone around to hear. Oh, and you handled handled that like a true professional. And I think it's really lovely to uh, see that. And you could just yeah. go on. And it ain't easy. And you showed us, and you got through it. And it was just so lovely. I, yeah. I can hear some of the neighbors out and obviously there's a few people out and about because the weather's good and I just thought that's that must be so good for them to hear and I hope so well I'm, I'm, <laughs> I hope they're gonna be knocking on your door saying turn it down not at all not at all and I remember the first time I saw you perform was at the library just off Carly Road yeah and yeah you were with the on the cult of the narrative tour with Elise Switzerwolf and Page of Swords yeah yeah and I must say, those all performances were were brilliant, and I'm fortunate enough to have had now all of you on shared sessions, which wasn't the plan when I arrived. <laughs> I must tell you, but I I just couldn't resist. And when I heard your voice for the first time, I I I fell in love, and I thought, this is amazing. I've always loved a rich bass baritone. I, is that the right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's sort of right down there in the baritone range. I, I guess it's where it sort of goes. Uh, my voice, I've never been able to sing high or anything, never been able to go up there anywhere. So uh, I didn't sing in bands for a long time. I used to play guitar um, because I just didn't think that you, I don't know, it just didn't seem seem the thing to do, really. But uh, I made the choice about 12, no, 13 years ago to start, start singing songs rather than just writing them for other people to sing. So, um, and that's where it's sort of gone, really, so... When did you discover you had this baritone voice? Well, I always knew I sang sang deep, and that's why I I never really wanted to do it in a in a band as such all the way through the nineties when I was playing in bands, I guess. So um, I just I, I was actually at uh, Wang Mad Festival, and I'd been in Reading for about six months or so, I think, and um, been living there. And I was sort of thinking, well, I really want to hook up with some people and hook up with a singer and you know start something something here and I couldn't find anyone um, who whose voice I really wanted to write for at that time and I was still getting to know people in the area so I, I you know I was just meeting people um, but I was at the WOMAD festival and I was walking around and I just heard this track being played on one of the stages in between acts over the PA system I was thinking I, was like, I know that I know that voice is uh, I really know that voice, but it's it was it was a little bit different. It was and it was very very deep as well and quite melancholy. And I went up and I was listening to it, and I I realised it was Johnny Cash, um, and it was off his last album, um, which was very sort of um, stripped stripped back with just piano and guitars and, and the like. And he was uh, singing uh, when Man Comes Around, and it was just. And then they played some more of it as well. I was listening. I was thinking that that sounds sounds beautiful and it was a baritone voice and and now i was thinking about well, i was thinking yeah i suppose johnny cash always had a baritone voice but it never sounded as quite as deep as it and gravelly as it did on that album somehow and uh i was thinking, oh, no i perhaps perhaps i can give this a go and 
perhaps he can get away with singing in a baritone voice. Um, so that's, that's what sort of kicked me off and gave me a sort of a bit of impetus to do something and actually write songs that were for myself rather than for someone else. And it's sort of, it's taken, taken time. It takes, takes time to work on your voice and get it where you sort of want it to be. And, and lots of people say to me, uh, I, well, I, I can't sing, that's great, you can sing. Uh, you, you know, I, I can't, I always say, well, pretty much everyone can sing it's just you've got to find your voice and be happy with your voice and the way you sing. And that can be any style of singing. That can be anything down to very sort of talky, sort of talk-driven singing through to something that's more more complex and more musical, I, I, I guess. But I think the thing you get have to get past, um, particularly as a singer, is not that you want to sound like someone else that you you listen to and go that's a great voice i wish i could sing like that you've got to stop thinking to a degree i wish i could sing like that because you've got to work out what your voice is and what you can do with it and it's been a long sort of learning curve and constantly singing and if i listen to the albums i first released compared to the albums that i released now then i can see where the arc of learning has has, has gone and i would sort of go back and re-record all those albums now because i listen to them and go oh no Oh no, that's not quite. That's not right. Oh, I didn't really get enough range in that, and and uh, uh, phrasing and everything is everything. When you when you sing in a deeper voice and it's a more of a spoken voice, I guess uh, less musical. Then you have to think about your phrasing and the words and everything um, on every line of the song to try and bring that bit of originality and sort of uh, difference into it as well. Well, I can definitely see the. Johnny Cash influence and I was going to say Nick Cave also because of the spoken kind of word he's also baritone I yes think. yeah yeah and I think you would have done well in the 90s with your baritone voice because there's the band oh there's a lot but Crash Test Dummies Brad Roberts I think he had a really yeah, good yeah. baritone yeah, voice they're... still does I saw yeah. them recently in oh, London nice. at the forum and that was exciting to see them again and then Elvis Presley Elvis Costello um, oh, there's loads. I've got a list here. I'm going to cheat. Jim Morrison, Eddie Vedder, um, Hendrix, Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell's another 90s one, yeah, Soundgarden. Yeah, yeah my, uh, Mark Lanigan uh, was uh, another one I used to obviously listen to a fair bit as well. And he had that sort of baritone voice. So you've got, got more around now. Obviously, it seems to be uh, more of a an accepted sort of genre, I suppose, of, of voice. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good to see. It is yeah, I wish really. I'd started earlier. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, life and everything you do in life is just—it happens when it happens. I think so. You can't push these things; they just happen. And it, I, I can see all the, the things that happened before that to take me to where I then started singing. So any other, other decisions in life and choices in life would have taken me in a completely different direction. So uh, exactly, it no, is what it no is regrets. when it is. <laughs> No, but, no. And your voice will only get better with age. I think a baritone voice like Johnny Cash on that yeah, American yeah. Five album with Man Comes Around and Personal Jesus and Hurt and all of that, I think his voice is his very best at yeah. that stage. Yes, yeah, definitely, definitely. The best is yet to come. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so what have we got next? Um, there's another, another song from the same, same album, and this is um, a song that I wrote about I suppose about growing up in a seaside town um, and during a period when all the seaside towns in the, the UK were sort of dying a death really everyone was moving as fast as possible away from the seaside towns and moving into uh, London or bigger cities and the like for work and everything and it was quite a, a sort of a desperate dismal time to be honest there was there's a certain beauty to living in an old Victorian seaside town but it's a very sort of uh, slightly shabby and derelict sort of beauty at times and where I grew up um, I grew up on uh, the Isle of Sheppey and uh, it's a little bit out on a limb there it's on the on the in the Thames estuary it's on the Kent coast and that whole area of of Kent tends to get well it definitely got a little bit forgotten I think uh, at one point and uh, uh, that whole town it was it was quite uh, it's quite down it's, it's in certain respects it's sort of worse now I still go back there to see my see my mum still lives down there um 
and it, and I look back and I sort of think, well, actually, it still had some vibrancy when I was growing up, but that has been sucked out of it over the years. But growing up, uh, there wasn't a huge amount to do as such. We just sculled around the streets mainly, mates, uh, around on the seafront and down in the town, uh, around the amusement arcades if we had any any money on us to spend on uh, the arcade machines. If you didn't have any money on you, they kicked you out pretty quick. So we used to spend most of our nights uh, hanging around on on the on the benches around the the seafront um, um, and just I don't know I don't even kind of remember what we did apart from talking and sitting around trying to get beers and things like every uh, youngster does I guess um, but in that time they just um, introduced this thing which I think I don't know if they were trialling it when we lived because they trialled quite a lot of things on the Isle of Sheppey um, but they'd uh, put in new street lighting um, with these sort of amber street lights um, that is something that's being used in Europe and they said oh it makes the light better for seeing at night it's not so harsh as white light they seem to have gone back to white light now these these days but um, they said it's you know it's better uh, for seeing in the in the dark um, so they put all these amber lights street lights up so um, yeah we spent our nights uh, under the amber lights which is uh, the name of this song well kind of like the color of the lighting in this room at the yes, moment yes it's very very similar to this sort of coloring actually it, it makes me feel at home so this song should be should be perfect for in here we was kicking heels and killing time down on windmill street take a draw one more it'll knock you off your feet now johnny said he had a plan to drink the world dry gotta take it easy he said one bottle at a time oh those summer nights under the amber lights we were the lost and found of a long forgotten seaside town. There was crystal skies and great green seas, penny falls and slot machines, a candy land by the sea, bought a great unwash. That grand old lady of history, her tales are wretched. For all to see, but time it ain't been kind to that old gal. Oh, those summer nights under the amber lights. We were the lost and found of a long forgotten seaside town. Oh, remember. Young eyes have never been beyond these shores. Now we grew up and we moved away, and the lifeblood slowly drained away. And his bloody face sadly began to fade. But we go back every now and then to see our folks and remember when we spent our summer nights underneath. The amber lights Oh, those are the lights Under the amber lights We were the lost and found Of a long-forgotten seaside town Oh, those summer nights Under the amber
Seaside Town. <sighs> yes, and that brought up those images. I could see you with your mates being naughty or up to no good under those amber lights. What a scene to capture and how nice you've written a song about that time. Have you shared it with any of your friends that used to hang out with you? Um, to be honest, I am not in contact with anyone from back in that time. Um, I think like a lot of uh, a lot of friends, back then, I, I just wanted to escape where I lived, to be honest, um, and along with a bunch of other people. So I got out there as soon as I could when I'd finished uh, school and went to, uh, to art college. And unfortunately, back then, didn't have the internet or email or anything like that. So you just had to know someone's phone number. No mobile phones or anything like that. So uh, it was a bit harder to keep hold and contact with people. Um, so I suppose it did for quite a few years, but slowly everyone moved around the country, leaves the country, and you just lose contact with all those sort of people and you sort of end up... I, I mean, I... I sort of end up at art college and made loads of friends there and then where I where I moved to in the Medway towns where I went to uh, art college in Rochester. So I've got a lot of friends there um that go back way back but um uh, yeah no no friends from back in the day when I was at school hanging around on those streets to be honest. No. Well, you've got the memory in the song. Yeah, yeah. It's there. It your songs create a <clears throat> picture for me like a film and I can see the lost boys I guess The Lost and Found made me think yeah, of yeah. that. And there's a film that I really liked called Breaking Away. And it was set in a small town in Indiana, I think, in the United States. And it was a group of young lads. I think they didn't make it into university. And they were in competition with the lads that were in university. And they ended up competing in a bike race against them. But they would hang around at this quarry and then dive into the quarry was hot and it always makes me think of slowing time down and it seems like when you're hanging around with your friends and you're young time just stretches out it doesn't really make much difference and it's days are very long i suppose the summer helps with that because it's light for so much longer but you had the the help of those amber lights. To yes, keep things yeah, going. yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, obviously, time goes faster and faster the older you get. Um, obviously, it seems to fly by now compared to back back then, definitely. Yeah. Um, but I like the whole the, the, the sort of um, the fact that it's generated sort of like a like a film because I very much um, write a lot of my songs uh, visually, I suppose. So I have a almost like a movie playing in my head when I'm sort of writing a lot of songs um, and it at times helps me remember the words when playing live. Um, not all the time, obviously, but um, it does it does help trigger where the song's going and I've got the visuals running in my head as well. So I do like that, that whole sort of connection. I, go, uh, I can see a good Western playing out. <laughs> like No Country for Old Men or something like that, a Cormac McCarthy novel. Uh, well, I've, I've had a couple of tracks on a on a slightly western it wasn't western actually it was it was a horror movie so it was a vampire movie um set just outside uh, las vegas um so that was uh that, that that was probably the other genre there's a few genres that i i sort of really love i guess because i grew up watching spaghetti westerns and old horror movies um when i was a kid and um i used to have this little old black and white tv in my bedroom that i used to get away with at weekends you know, staying up a bit later and watching stuff on the on the TV and on uh, BBC BBC Two, I think it was in the, the weekends back then. Um, they used to run all the old black and white horror movies, and also the spaghetti westerns used to be on late. Um, so I used to used to watch all those, and they're sort of uh, firm favourites, and they sort of uh, quite inspirational for me as well in that respect, just in the in the feel and the vibe. So to get a couple of songs onto a a vampire movie was was one of those sort of like life goals ticked off i guess i suppose when you when you when you get into music you have sort of things that you like to achieve the first thing you ever ever want to do is be able to write a song i guess and make a get a band together and then play a live gig for the first time is is amazing go in the recording studio wow that's another one and then release something or whatever and you've got all these sort of things these little steps that you want to take along along the way and you hopefully get to tick some of those off um as you go and uh, 
I say always remember those moments um, and remember them as fondly as you can because I mean they come along and they they're there and they they're gone but always remember that they happened I think so yeah that's really true time doesn't wait <laughs> around for anyone and no it's like these sessions I'm in the moment and I love them and then the next thing it's it's gone mm. but it hasn't actually gone it's still there and it's part of your soul and it's part of this fabric that's around yeah, yeah. us in these walls and it's yeah. just enjoying that very moment and I'm enjoying this very much Jack <laughs> what have Thank we you. got next um I'll, yeah I'll play this this uh this is quite a an oldish one for me but it's one I always always play at gigs it always seems to go down pretty well I suppose it's quite uh melancholy in, in a way um it was it was partly partly inspired by my dad um and thinking about the life he led and the things I suppose it's the things he could have done with his life but he decided not to do with his life because he decided to have a family and put all his energy into myself and my sisters as children growing growing up and everything and all the sacrifices I guess he made um, for that that to happen for us to have the best life we could possibly have and then go off and lead the life we wanted to lead um, particularly obviously my dad's mum and dad's generation where um, there were a lot more expectations on and rigidity as to what your life would be and what you expected to to do in life um, they didn't give us any of those those barriers as such which was a great great thing to be given um, and it made me think about the, how many people in the world and life throughout history have Led their, led their life for the others that are coming after them as such um, and they've stepped out they've they won't have made a sort of seismic difference to the world in terms of doing something amazing politically or um, climbing Mount Everest and becoming famous for something becoming a famous musician becoming the Beatles or whatever um, and seeking that sort of notoriety or uh, becoming well known for something um, but they've done the harder thing to actually say no I'm not going to try those things I'm not going to have those follow those sort of dreams I'm going to actually put my life into what is a, a, a considered an ordinary life I guess but it's quite extraordinary um, and uh, the river as the song is called comes from the fact that uh, obviously history and society flows like a giant river and we sort of step out of that river for a bit onto the shores and have our time away looking at it and seeing it go by and putting our contribution in and then we sort of join back into that river at the end and it's just part of the flow of history that things go past other people and um, how much you're remembered I guess will be down to the effect you've had on the people around you um, as much as anything so that's where the song came from so this is the river <laughs> Take me down to the river Bury me under the water Lay me down on that stony ground Deep in the water Leave my bones to that river at the water's edge down by that river I was not a saint but I was not a bad man neither was I lost nor did I have a grand plan I was just a plain ordinary As they wash away 
leave a sweet smile of a lullaby down in that river. I was never rich, but I was not a poor man, neither was I bound, nor did I have a free hand. I was just a plain, ordinary man. Such a beautiful I think the dog song. outside was enjoying it as barking. Well, along. yeah, I could hear that. <laughs> we don't mind those little sounds from the outside. They kind of no, make it's it. lovely. That that was that was really lovely, and it's such a comforting song because it removes all that pressure that we sometimes feel to make monetary riches. And there's a richness there that you can't put a value to, and it's yeah. it's really special. And for people to realise that. You don't have to buy that fancy car or get that promotion or while you're doing that you may overlook the small things and i don't really like tesco very much but that every little helps slogan that they have actually makes sense not not to them i don't care what they're trying to do with their capitalist greed or whatever <laughs> but you know the the changes come from small acts of kindness that that we share with our families and yeah. I think more people are starting to realize that that's where the richness lies and to write a song that captures that so nicely is is, is very special. That, Thank that you. was great. Thank you. Loved it. Yeah. I understand well I know you have an album called The Bear and that you've written with with your band. Uh oh, Bare Bones that was. Oh Bare Bones sorry. Yes. Yeah Bare Bones. Why um did Oh yeah, bare bones. All right, the bear for some reason. It's because <laughs> it's got a bear on the cover. <laughs> and and I wanted to talk about that that album. I've been listening to it a lot, and I love the the album, of course. But then the artwork is is your lino cut print that you. Yes, done. yeah, yeah. So I I I sort of I try and embrace the whole sort of uh, the whole sort of thing when when you're a. Uh, particularly when you're a self-releasing artist and you have your own label and to put stuff out. And I like the whole sort of process of um, doing everything, thinking about everything from uh, the, obviously the recording of it and the writing and recording of it is one thing. That's the sort of the musical side, I guess. But I, I really like doing the, the artwork and that for the promotional stuff and the uh, record or CD covers or whatever it might be. Um, and the videos as well. So I produce all, all the videos and... Uh, and the like as well. So I've learned all that sort of stuff, I guess, because I come from a, um, an artistic background and uh, I've worked as a designer most of my life as well. It sort of helps. And I did art, uh, 
printing and, and the like at art college as well so that was that was a good good grounding so and i've always had a, a love of lino cuts uh, in particular and screen printing as well um but i even did some lino cut work for my a level art i remember years ago which didn't go down very well with my art teacher because she said you should be painting or drawing as such for your a level but i did a load of prints but uh, when, when you lino cut you're actually drawing with a blade you're cutting into that mat yes you? yes so you you have the the lino and you um cut out the bits basically you don't want to print and it leaves a relief on there that you roll ink onto and then down onto the onto the paper um obviously it gets more complex when you're trying to register stuff when you're doing more than one one color uh for instance as well so you've got to get get it correct but i i like the sort of slight movements that you get it's it's not precise it's not like um as well obviously a litho printing or something like that or even screen printing it's not as as sort of uh refined as that it's got a, a, a rough edges to it i guess and you get bits of the lino where you haven't cut stuff out completely so you get those little bits of texture coming through when you print as well i, I like that so yeah so i i did a lino cut for the bare bones album and uh, the cds and the and the uh, lps as well uh, so they're all individually done um they all they're all different because some print differently to others some print better and some print don't print as well so um they're, they're all individual in that respect well very nice and i noticed when you were at the library for that gig you had some there with you and after the show i went up to the bar and i met up with stefano who was there and was having a beer and i thought i'll get back to those the merch and then by the time I got back, it was all gone. So when Lee came, <laughs> I asked him to bring some and I've asked you yeah, to yeah. bring some. So I, I think it's a really great presentation and a fantastic album. Thank you. And definitely yeah. worth more than one listen, a lot of listens. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Um, I would love to hear another song, but before you you play that song, I just want to say thank you again for making the journey up from Brighton and thank you for your words of wisdom and your gracious playing and sharing and it's been a wonderful no, no, it's conversation. Been lo lovely to come up here. It's uh, yeah, it's a nice chilled space and I think it's uh, yeah, it's a lovely evening as well and it's uh, yeah, really really relaxing. Good. I'm glad so. to hear it and I have no control over the sky. It is looking amazing. It's got that inky feel to it now and it's oh, kind of it's those beautiful blues in there dark blues yeah it it, it looks spectacular yeah, and yeah. jack you're a really great storyteller and that infuses into your music and um i i've i've enjoyed this so much this conversation and learning about your songs and there's obviously going to be a mystery there still <laughs> which i like and thank you thank thanks you very so much. much no thank you for having me out as well it's been brilliant thank you pleasure oh and thanks to ian I, I can't forget ian's here doing the audio and he does the mixing afterwards and it's going to sound beautiful i know it sounds beautiful in here but he does such a wonderful job so thanks ian thank you one more song oh yes please <laughs> yeah 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 i would love to hear another one uh okay uh, uh as you like the bare bones i'll play this one off the uh Bare Bones album. This is uh, the song "Dust," uh, which is uh, which is about loss and uh, and how people deal with it, I suppose, or or don't deal with it. Some people can find a way through it, and for some people they get very lost in in it. I guess I've known known people. I've been through that as well. Uh, everyone, it's a, a a common thing that everyone goes through at some point in their life um, is lost. So uh, this is the song "Dust." way across the room the dust it dances in the light as it rolls into a bloom the world is calling from a box in the corner of that room 
But the words they have no meaning and the songs are lost at June. So you burn all the days, you bury all the years. Lost yourself in tragedy and oh so many tears. And the road that you travel is best known to yourself. It takes you where it must now your life Ain't none more than dust The memories of your life are all scattered on the floor They're piled up on the shelves and there's no room for any more The friends who long called at your door are few and far between they have all forgotten, cause you've seldom ever seen So you burn all the days, and you bury all the years Lost yourself in tragedy, and oh so many tears And the road that you travel, is best known to yourself It takes you where it must, now your life Ain't nothing more than dust Whenever men run this way Over ground that's burned to waste No life whenever men run this way Over ground that's burned to waste Close the curtain the lights and box the world away Nothing left for you to hear You've nothing left to say The wounded light still flickers With the faintest summer's day When you stood out in the sunlight Before winter stole it away Burn all the days You bury all the years Lost yourself in tragedy And oh so many tears Travel, best known to yourself. It takes you where it must. Now your life ain't none more than dust. <laughs> uh, I got a bit carried away with getting through the last verse and then mucked it up with the chords, but never mind. Oh, I think you, you <laughs> went through. You, you did it really well, Jack. Uh, Thank no, you so no. much. That must have a bit been, rough and ready, I'm afraid. Sorry. It's it's it sounded really good. Thank you. And it must have infused into my brain because today at work I went for a walk, and I was walking over a dusty path, and I had these thoughts about where it all ends up. And I looked down, and there was the dust, and I thought everything comes to dust. But then there yeah. was some like green shoots of grass coming through, and I think that's the cycle. Yeah, yeah. It all goes back. Where does everything go? It all goes back into the ground, into the earth. So something must have clicked. <laughs> and I was thinking those thoughts as I was walking along. But yeah, once again, that, that was just wonderful to listen to. And so, so nice to fill this part of the garden and the shed with those sounds. And we appreciate it so much. No, no problem. It looks like you're ready for another one. Do you want to sneak in one more or are you all good? Uh, yeah, yeah I, can, I can sneak in one more. Go on and then. Hopefully, then. hopefully I can get this one right all the way through. It's uh, very very rare that I don't make a mistake of some sort actually when I'm playing live. But uh, it's, it's weird because when you're playing live, obviously you can you, you just roll through and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's fine. It's when you're recording. Obviously you go, oh no. Well, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's like a little private live <laughs> performance here for us. It's, it's great. Um, yeah, okay, I'll, pl I'll play this one and I will dedicate this. My dad passed away last year, um, which is quite a difficult time, but um, I wrote this song a long time ago. Um, he was always very good at giving advice and the like. Um, and this is called uh, Roll With Them Punches.
took a bad turn down a long, long road. I got so far along, I couldn't see how to turn around. I was down on my knees. My father's voice, it came to me Said when all's said and done, son Gotta take what's coming your way You gotta roll Roll with them punches Now every time the blood it runs Like fire through my veins And the anger it takes a hold of me Them words come rushing back again You gotta roll Now as age creeps its way through my bones I fight those demons every day But I made my way along that road And I cast them all away As I stand against the tide Screaming into the waves I hear my father's voice calling me To guide me on my way Yeah.